Hello, this is Elizabeth Spring from North Node Astrology and NorthNodeAstrology.com. So hey, thanks for coming by today, and I hope you'll get something out of this podcast. I'm going to be talking about reading your chart, and I'm starting at the beginning, and I know some of you more advanced astrologers or intermediate-level astrologers may think, oh, she's going awfully slow in the beginning here, and I know this, but bear with me. I think you'll still learn something new if you can just listen beyond the beginning point of this. We're going to get into some things that are very important, um, and I'm going to be using some examples that you will come up in your own um, chart readings, such as Moon-Pluto aspects and Venus-Saturn aspects, and how to interpret them. Now, I I discussed this in uh, my book called Lifting the Veil, Becoming Your Own Best Astrologer. This is a book that um, I wrote a couple years ago, and it's out on Amazon in paperback and Kindle and Audible, and it can be very helpful for you if you are just learning how to read a chart. There are, There's another book that's very helpful uh, that I mentioned in this podcast, but I think Lifting the Veil can be helpful in a number of ways, including the fact that if you go to that book with a question, uh, you can go through it and just see where on my chart would I look to have this question answered? Where in the transits might it be? So um, anyway, I hope you'll have a listen today. Thanks for coming by. And if you want to find out a little bit more about what I do, about readings and the books I've written, uh, go to northnodeastrology.com. Bye for now. So today we're talking about reading the birth chart, and this is part two. Now, I talked about reading a chart in my book, Lifting the Veil, Becoming Your Own Best Astrologer, and that's on Amazon. And when I um, wrote about, I mean, the whole book is about how to read a chart well, how to understand astrology, how to simplify astrology so that you can understand this language. I I think it can be much easier um, and less complex than many astrology books make it out to be. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's certainly more doable, I think, than... um, we think, but listening to some astrologers or reading some books, it seems pretty difficult. But anyway, so we, what I did is I started talking about how the chart is like a conference table. If you think of it as a round conference table divided into 12 sections, and each section has a meaning, those sections are called houses, and the Uh, planets in each section in the signs are like sub-personalities. And the lines in the middle of the chart are 
like the conversation that is happening between these subpersonalities, and realize that each subpersonality is each planet in each sign is lobbying for its cause, if you will. Um, you know, the planet um, tells you what we're talking about. You know, is it Venus? Is it relationships and eros and so forth? But the description of it is the sign, uh, Libra in Scorpio. Uh, so they have an agenda. Now, we can look at the chart as this conference table, and we look as at the sun sign as being the uh, chairperson of the board. And we look at the primal three, the sun, the moon, the rising sign, the identity as being the sun, the moon representing the emotions, and our persona as being the rising sign. And then we look at the north and south nodes, uh, the north having to do with our life direction and soul purpose, and the south having to do with our past life story that we're carrying over into this life. And that's the one that I wrote the new book about, South Node Astrology, Uncovering Your Soul's Karmic Inheritance. Now, I think it's really important to realize when you look at your birth chart that just as you are a complex person, the chart itself is full of paradoxes and opposites, just like you so, for example, let's say you have Leo on the Ascendant. Well, a superficial understanding of that might be, oh, Leo on the Ascendant, you're meant to be extroverted. You're meant to be like a Leo. You're meant to come from the heart, have your heart open and give and receive love and be playful and so forth. Yes, that is true. But let's say that you have Pluto in your chart on the ascendant. That's going to change the nature of the Leo ascendant. It's going to make it much more private. And somebody's going to tell you someday, oh, you have a Leo ascendant. You're this, this, this. Well, look again. See what planet is there. Is Saturn there? Is Pluto there? They're going to change the nature of that ascendant. So, we have to take into account the paradoxes of our own charts. And we have to take into account the higher and lower octaves of expression of each sign, each planet, and transit. Okay, because I think what's happening an awful lot these days is that people are focusing on the negative on the sad, on the gloom and the doom. We've been through a year of COVID and there has been no lack of that in the news. But, you know, the news has changed. And the whole truth always needs to be told. Now, when you're looking at your transits and your progressions and your chart, you have to be aware of the positive and less positive ways of expression of each planet and each sign. 
For example, let's say you have transiting Saturn going over your Venus. Now, um, a slightly um, negative-oriented astrologer or one who is new to astrology might go, oh my goodness, Saturn conjuncting or squaring or opposite Venus. Oh, your love life is in problems and your finances are in problems and your artistic creativity not going well, not good at all. Well, there that it could mean that there's some problems in the, that area, but you know what it could also mean? Your Venus expression, your psyche, your soul has come to a serious place. That is Saturn and wants serious expression. It wants some attention. The Venus wants attention when Saturn is there. Things get serious. Things get needing to be attended to. It's as if the universe is saying, focus on this. Concentrate here. Discipline yourself on the Venus area of your life, on your psyche, on your soul. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. That is a good thing to do. It's not bad. Right, or here's another example. Let's say you have a a moon-Pluto aspect. It could be progressed moon conjunct Pluto or transiting Pluto conjunct the moon. Whatever it is that way, a moon-Pluto aspect. That means that this is an intense emotional time. All right, but is that bad or is that good? It's both. It is what you make of it. Now, will you fall in love at this time? That sounds pretty good. What about when you start writing a novel? How does that feel? Hmm. What about your when you're giving birth? How does that feel? Oh, good, bad, all of it. So how can we label it negative or even positive? It just means that this is an intense emotional time. And in some ways, that's a very good thing. It's a chance for you to perhaps do something different or to make conscious what has been unconscious before. So let's look at these transits that we have, both personally and culturally, neither negatively or positively, but trying to see the full potential of them. Now, the birth chart itself, you only get so much information from the birth chart. Um, Of course, one of the things that's unexplored in many ways is following the trail of your past life pattern, your past life story. Um, This is why I just wrote the book called South Node Astrology, because there is so much relevance of the past life story in the present moment that needs to be considered. And you can 
not only look at the sign and the house placement of your south node, but you can follow the ruler of the south node and look at what it is doing in your chart. And it's sort of a, a personal spiritual detective story. And that's what I wrote in this new book, South Node Astrology. Now, besides looking at the birth chart, you want to look at the, your transits, the transits of the outer planets, uh, starting with Saturn, or Saturn and Jupiter, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. And then you would like to um, get your progressions. Also, these are the inner planets, the, the Sun, the Moon, the Venus, Mercury, uh, Mars. Um, now, to the, most astrologers put the emphasis on the transit chart. And you can do a bi-wheel on your computer program, or you can go to your ephemeris and write on the outside of your chart where the transiting planets are uh, from the ephemeris. Or you can look to your um, astrology program and pull up a bi-wheel for your transits, and you can look at what is happening for you now. Now, if you want to do your progress chart, you will probably need a program to bring up that chart. They're both very useful. The transits will tell you what is actually happening in the heavens at this moment. The progress chart is more your personal evolving story. And it is based on your time, place, and day of birth. So they tell us both different things, but bring things up to date. When I do a reading for someone, I always bring up the transit chart and the progress chart. You need to know both. If you had to know just one, I, I think the transiting chart will give you um, some very current helpful information. So then what do you do? Um, well, you know, the Bible of uh, that astrologers have used for the last 20 years or so is Robert Hand's book called Planets in Transit. There you can look up what your transiting planet is doing to your natal planet. Let's say Uranus is conjunct your moon. Look that up in the book, and he gives you a very good explanation of it. Now, you will also find my book, Lifting the Veil, Becoming Your Own Best Astrologer, full of very helpful information on that, um, and answering even some very specific questions that you can find in the chart. For example, um, People are saying, I'm feeling this urge to move. I don't know if I should move. Am I going to move house or so forth? Um, what do you look for in the chart to see if you're going to, to be moving? I mean, one of the things that I find very often is you'll have a planet like Saturn crossing over the fourth house cusp. But it could be a Saturn moon uh, aspect as well. But anyway, that book is going to give you a lot of help. Um, along with Robert Hand's book. Now, if you've been listening to this, and if you have any questions um, that have come up for you, you can email me 
with a question at elizabethspring at aol.com. That's elizabeth with a Z, spring at aol.com. And I will address your question in my next podcast. So um, give this a think for a little while. Bring up your chart. See what you can do with it. See if you can um, do what a, a professional astrologer might might do. And uh, perhaps you might find it helpful to look at my website, northnodeastrology.com. Uh, there are some articles there that might be of interest to you. And thanks for coming by today. Um, I hope this has been helpful. And as I said, if you have any questions, feel free to email me with that, and I will try to address it in my next podcast. Okay, bye-bye for now. Mm-hmm.